I want to be around like-minded people. I want to be around people who are happy for me, people who want to see me successful, because that's my energy towards them. Mic check, mic check. What's up? What's going on? It's Ross Martinez, your host of the KZ Community Beat. This week, I got Ray Flacco, Mario Young of Golden Garments and Integrity Wear. They are the hosts of the first annual Hoodie and Sneaker Ball. Guys, I saw the story on 25 News, and there's a couple things that stuck out to me. Um, I lost my grandma to pink addict cancer. Mario, you're a survivor of cancer? No, I have uh, a few uh, aunts that passed away. My grandmother uh, actually, you know, was a survivor of cancer. Oh. Yeah, so actually then I have uh, right now one of my aunts, her uh, name is Emma Matthews. She's battling cancer, and she's fighting, and she's, you know, she's fighting hard. She's doing what she needs to do. Well, yeah. I remember I heard that aspect. I'm like, I got to talk to you. I lost my grams of cancer, so we'll we'll get into that. And uh, Flacco, man, your story of basketball player, grade school, didn't go the way you thought it was going to go. You know, we'll get into your entire journey. But both of you guys, you took negatives in your life. Right. You have to flip it around. Most definitely. First question I'm going to ask you both. How does it feel to look back at the path you were at and where you are now? Man, I mean, this is glorious, man. That's all I can say. Because, man, I mean, I've seen done been through a lot that just man and just to look at like what i have going now is is good i mean the main thing about it is you know my my people my main people are happy so you know that's That's what matters the most that's all that matters man and how do you feel mario about everything you know coming from where we from man like you know every every loss is a lesson so i feel like every loss that i had i learned from something you know i grew up in a single parent household so Mama raised me tough, you know what I mean? So it always had to have thick skin, always had to be, you know, mature for my age. So when I take a loss, trust and believe I'm coming back. I'm learning. and I Or I've learned from what I did, so it won't happen again. And if it does, I'm well prepared for it. So let's talk about this, being well prepared. This is the first annual uh, hoodie and sneaker ball. Most mm-hmm. definitely. Let's yep. talk about what's this concept? How did you guys reach this? Man, I mean, it really just, <laughs> you know, it really just, you know, because me and Mario are cousins. So mm-hmm. it really just came until, you know, cuz came to me like, man, we need to do something, man, you know. And I'm like, man, bet what's up, you know. So he come like, man, what you want to do? Because I'm thinking, you know, honestly, he, when he say he want to do something, I'm thinking he wanted, you know, since we both in the clothing line, I'm thinking he want to put a clothing something together. But he like, no, nah, we need to do something for the city, you know, something that's, you know, something that don't, nobody do. So I'm like, I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, come on, great heads. You put them together, you know, hey, yeah. you're going to come up with something great. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, I did not know this hoodie Peoria versus everybody was your thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm originally from Chicago. <laughs> and you know the phrase, Chicago versus everybody. Oh, yeah, we stubborn with the big men's. So we stubborn with yeah. that. So I was walking my dog down the riverfront, and I seen a cat wearing that gray hoodie walking. <laughs> and to me, I'm like, word? Like, <laughs> where did that come from? <laughs> so why are y'all so proud of Peoria? Man, this you know, Peoria has shaped, uh, I will say, I can speak for everybody, man. It shaped all of us. It made us who we are. And I'm proud to be from Peoria. Like, it doesn't matter, man, like, from a basketball standpoint, just from, like, everything. I, I think Peoria dresses well. I think that, you know, we're tough-skinned people. We're hard-working people. You know, um, our back, you know, has been against the wall. Even if you look at sports, you know, you look at, like, the whole state of Illinois, right? 
for the most part, Chicago, you would think, would be the most dominant in basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Well, for years, Peoria just ran the table, man. I've yeah. heard. Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, because of that, I feel like we, we, we worked hard. We earned everything that we have. So that that, make, that's, that makes a Peoria person so proud because we work for it. It's not given. We just hardworking people, man. I mean, no. to be as – I mean, along with that, to be as small as we are, mm-hmm. like we put our foot in this. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, what I sure. mean by that, I mean, prime example, the real originator of what I would say comedy to me, Richard Pryor, this is where he's from. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I saw the statue, it don't really, man. Yeah, it don't really oh, yeah. get no bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he brought certain things to the comedy era that – you know, people weren't doing them times, and he wasn't scared. And where, you know, he where he get that from? He got that from his hometown. Peoria, you know what I'm saying? Peoria. So why, you know, we put Peoria on our back, you know? So that's just how I am. Now, being an outsider See looking that. in, there's... See that Richard Pryor right uh, there? You had to yeah. tat it all up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think they got a, at the museum, the Rupert yeah. Museum, they yeah, got a, a thing definitely. going right now yeah, with them, yeah. where they got it from his uh, his daughter or something. Yep, or something yep, yeah, yeah, yep. uh, Just random shout out, the good people's over there. But, Most um... Definitely. There's, there's one thing I've noticed since moving here. Peoria has a big heart. Oh, oh yeah. For like, sure. I've been yeah. meeting a lot of cats, a lot of people, like your yeah. Becky Rossums, your Hetty Elliott's, yeah. uh, your Carl Holloway's, yeah. uh, Marcel Somerville, all these people of different walks of life yeah. trying to get back to the community as much as possible. Right, yeah. most definitely. Now, you guys are taking a different route with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going with the fashion side. Right, yes, sir. Yeah. So, what's the impact y'all trying to imprint on this community pun intended because of the you know I mean, imprinting especially <laughs> with the the hoodie sneaker ball um we could have just made it about us you know what i mean it just said we you know we're going to put our clothes out there and just focus on our business but what we did was when we sat down at starbucks <laughs> shout out to starbucks <laughs> they we, don't pay uh, my bills no. <laughs> please do no. <laughs> yeah we need a sponsor <laughs> yeah, so yeah. basically shout we out. uh we sat down and, and we were like you know what? Let's let's bring other people in, other businesses, in, other like small businesses who are trying to get rolling. Let's bring them in as vendors, and you know we can mingle and put these minds together and bring everyone in so we can shop. You know, have the day party and also dressed because you know purely we like to dress to impress. I've been seeing a lot of fedoras. I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't stick out. I like <laughs> yeah. so so basically that's what it was about. You know, bringing everyone together, not just us, because you know we love what we're doing. You know what I mean? But sometimes it takes other people to to motivate you. You know what I mean? So maybe these other vendors will be more motivated. And they can put some things together and invite us. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, iron sharpens iron. So it's, that's how we look at it. Absolutely. So when it comes to organizing this ball, like, mm-hmm. how do you guys get the momentum going? Mm-hmm. Were you just reaching out to certain individuals? I mean, really, it, it ain't even – all it took was just us to – put ourselves together mm-hmm. and then put integrity wear golden garments together and be like hey look that's what we doing we we hosting and everybody just kind of yeah. jumped on board they was with it you know what i'm saying that's the one thing i will say you know about peoria like you said we we got a big heart you know what i'm saying so we come together on certain things yeah. you know what i'm saying sometimes we don't i can't just say it's always love you know what i'm saying but at the same time it is a lot of love you know what i'm saying so that's what we. That's the only thing we drive, and that's what we drove off for. That's Most our definitely. motivation. We drove off the love of what we get from you know the town, mm-hmm. and what you know other people want to do. So you know we put our stuff together, and they're like, hey, yeah, we want to be a part of that. You know, Most what I'm definitely saying? So, take pride in who where you're from, absolutely. and then you put that heart out. Yeah. Absolutely. So what part of town are you guys originally from? South we both side. we both born. I'm born on the south end. I'm a south end guy, but I was raised on the east. You know, mm-hmm. East Bluff or whatever. But I definitely born on east the south end. Born actually Warner Homes, man. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, for real? Yeah, definitely. Warner Homes. R.I.P. to Warner Homes, uh, man. I yeah. See, I've heard a lot of things, a, a lot of mixed stories of East Bluff, that it's very <laughs> underfunded. Yeah, it is. Yeah, That it there's is. a lot missing in the neighborhood. Right. Yeah, From is. where you guys, when you guys originally were growing up, raised in the area, mm-hmm. how have you seen it kind of? Oh, man, it's, it's, that's like, like you said, you know, I'm, uh. I'm born and raised on the south end of Peoria, um, not far from where we're at now. So, like, it's just, man, it's a lot of vacant lots from a lot of houses being torn down. It just, like, mm-hmm. it just seemed, like, especially at nighttime, it's just black. It just seemed different. It just seemed, like, kind of like a, a dead zone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, like, I like I really don't, I don't like it. That's probably, that's kind of a reason to why our hoodie sneaker ball, we bring it back kind of towards to South yeah. End, Carver, you know what I'm saying? Because this is where the stuff originated from, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is where we was born and raised at. So, you know, this is kind of where we wanted to give it back to, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, you know, I done seen the transition to, man, it's just not the best right now. Yeah. So. It's unfortunate when you see somewhere that you take a lot of pride and kind of go down. Like, I've seen yeah, that oh, for sure. where I'm at, Chicago, I've seen the neighborhoods kind of evolve and devolve and, just the change. Mm-hmm. How have you guys kind of handled that as being somebody that's so proud from where you're at, seeing the change throughout the years? Well, I still go. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know, I ain't going to lie. I'm not there every day. But, I, you know, my family spread throughout, you know, Peoria. So you might catch me on the east bus out there, you know, on the north end of town. I'm, you know, and pretty much I can go everywhere because I've always been like a sociable person. Hmm. And I could mingle with anyone, you know what I mean? I've just always been just true to myself. You know, and just a social person, man, you know. So there's not a place in Peoria I can't go. I'm not saying in a way that like a braggadocious way, but I feel like when you give off good energy to people, yeah. you know, they receive it. You know, you receive it from them as well. So um, When so, you walk in your light, you protect it. Yeah, mm-hmm. most definitely. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Do you guys feel like you're walking in your light right now? Yeah. Like this is um, what you're supposed to be doing? Uh, yeah. Most definitely. Most yeah. definitely. It's just a start. Yeah, it's, yeah definitely. How many stumbles it took you to finally feel at peace? Um... I mean, I can't give a uh, like a I, I can't give a number, but I've definitely had a lot of stumbles. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you know, that's what I don't even call them stumbles. I call them, you know, like I said, lessons. You know what I'm saying? Because they're not losses. Mm-hmm. Anything that you go through, you're going to have to learn from that in order to not do it again. So you know, that's why it's a lesson and never lost. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so Flocka, what are you saying that? What What do you think is your biggest lesson you learned to date? Today. Um, to date, today, oh, to like date. Up, up till now, oh, your entire now, life. The biggest lesson I've learned is or today. Consistency. I know that's a good one. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the biggest lesson I've learned uh, to date is consistency. You got to stay consistent with what you're doing. Like, you can't let nobody else outside and you know what they say. You you just got to keep doing it because, like I said, my main thing is if you can get one person to like it, you can get a hundred. It's just gonna take ninety nine more times to do it. It's going to take time. Yeah. Consistency is key. So, What about you, Mara? Um, My biggest lesson in life so far? Yeah. You know, I just feel like, man, I will probably say my biggest lesson in life will be just how my mom raised me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I beat the odds, I feel like. You know what I mean? Like, I graduated from college. You know, young black man coming out of Peoria. I played basketball, football, ran track, and you know, had a basketball scholarship, um, had a football scholarship, turned that down, ended up playing uh, uh, basketball. Uh, short story, my dad was murdered in Peoria, uh, 1999. Man, my condolences. So, you, you know, 
that would make a young man go crazy, right? That could well, have taken you down a dark yeah. path. Mm-hmm. And so basically, I feel like I beat the odds because you could lose your mind in a situation like that. How did it you? I, well, it was times where I did, to be honest. You know what I mean? It was times where I just felt uh, like I wanted to give up. You know, like yeah. not give up on life, but like just give up and quit. Like far as going to school and different things like that. But my mom pushed me. My grandmother, you know, rest in peace. She pushed me. My sister, you know, my uncles, aunts. They just continued to like, you know, put love into me, man, and just like intervene when they see me getting low. Yeah. So, I've I've heard like my my grandmother passed away from cancer. Mm-hmm. This is one of the reasons why I reached out to you guys. I'm like, I have to talk to him. Right. Because okay. going through something like that and you experiencing, you well, know, definitely. having cancer in the family and, and just, you know, with the newly diagnosed and just my mom said when she lost her mother, she changed and she can't mm-hmm. pinpoint how, but things change. She's no longer the same individual. You, right. Did you also feel that when you lost your father? It, well, well, he he was murdered though, but yeah, but I think the difference, like, yeah, I, I felt that. I felt I, I did change, you know what I mean? Um, it was probably one of the hardest things. If, like, you know, to go back to answer what you said, that was my biggest loss or biggest lesson was that because I was 17 years old and I'm, you know, forming, you know, transforming into a man. And you still, you know, you need that guidance from a man to push you. You know what I mean? So I felt like uh, – at that point in time is where I needed him the most in my life. You know, I needed him when I was 12, 13, 10, you know, growing up. But at 17, you really need him. And I felt like I lost him, you know, at, a, at a, like a, a vulnerable time in my life. You know what I mean? Um, so it was times where I was in college. I'm like, man, I don't even want to be here, man. I think my turning point, and a lot of people don't know this, is my mom was cleaning up one day um, and start removing stuff. And uh, academically, I stopped caring about school. So my mom found a letter that he had wrote and he would would be he was that person that would always write things ahead of time so he wrote the letter and was saying like he was proud of me for graduating from high school and he knows i'm gonna be great in college so she like gave that to me like moms know they had that discernment man so she brought it to me in school and it broke me down and after that i was like man you know what i gotta do it for him that's a message from the heavens yeah it was so it was like at a vulnerable moment too wow yeah so i don't know if like she just kept it from me you know, to give it to me at that right moment. When you need it. But that was the turning point for those who didn't know. That's what turned me around in college. Really? Oh, yeah. There's been multiple people I've talked to, and I'm like, I'm going to ask you next. Mm-hmm. But there have been moments, and there was a moment in my life where I felt like God reached out to me. Most definitely. And there was a moment where, like, I could have gone a certain way mm-hmm. because of my anxiety and when I had depression right. and just being lost in the world. Mm-hmm. It's like I can relate to that. I'm like, right. damn. Like you know, going through that right. that moment where you're like, I'm I'm lost, and then God's like, Nah, I got you. Come on, don't worry. Sure. You pops sends you a message like, Hey, come on. Yeah, that's intense. Flacco, what about you, man? Did you ever have that moment? Um, I to say to have the moment, I, I can't just recall a moment. I could say I had a a time in life though, definitely, and it was when my grandmother died. When my grandmother passed, it was like now it's time to, you know, because my, my grandparents was uh, the rock of our family. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, the rock, literally. That's, that's you know, I don't know, that's where Golden Garments come from. Golden is my grandmother's, my grandfather, my grandparents' last name. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So that's where the Golden Garments even come from. See what I'm saying? You took inspiration. I'm like, like, all right. Definitely, because the thing is, was 
I was going, I'm going to, not I was, I'm going to leave something to the my kids and stuff that you're going to have that you're going to be proud of. And like, you know, my grandparents are proud of, I know they're, they're proud of it now, just to see me doing what I'm doing. But Hell when my yeah. grandmother died, you know what I'm saying, that was what gave me, like, I got to, you know, because I, I actually went, you know, the, the other route, but at the same time I was, you know, financially getting, you know, stable, you know what I'm saying, until, you know, I hit a, a path where I went to jail. But when she died, that was just where I had to basically become a, a, a man because my, like, my dad, you know, my dad, he was, I was, he was locked up since until I was 16, you know what yeah. I'm saying, ever since from when I was eight months old. So, you know, I didn't really have a man in my life, you know what I'm saying. My grandfather, I had him, but he died when I was, like, 15. So, after that, it was like, you know, we're like you said, just like with him, where I'm, where I'm gonna go. I don't have that really that man to, you know, when I'm transitioning to a man. So it's like my grandmother, she was tough as nails, though. She was the man, and mm. you know, and the, she was the man. She was the the female. She was the mom. She was the dad. She was everything. To she everybody. held it down. She held it down. So you hmm. know, she gave me that, you know, that inspiration. Like you said, I got that, you know, Alice Golden, Abby Golden, tied it. You know, send us on the arm because every time I get down and I be, I man, I know. And I respect that so much, man. Yeah, That's for sure. Yeah, most definitely. Now you said you had kids, right? Yeah, definitely. Until when you had kids, you kind of understand what it meant to be the rock of a family. I, Is that when it like you like? That's when it really, yeah, it really because when you see how your kids look at you mm -hmm. and you know, you know that you mean so much to them. That's what had me like. Wow, you know, this is how I looked at my grandparents, you know. Man, this is it's just it's a different feel. It makes you you gotta basically you gotta level up. You know what I'm saying? You don't have a choice. You have to level up. You know what I'm saying? Some people don't, but with me it's without a doubt. I have to. You know what I'm saying? You so, both have kids? You you also Yes, I have four. I have a twenty year old, a fourteen year old, a nine and seven. Yeah, I got four I, myself. I always yeah. like to ask this question to fathers because God willing I have that privilege to be a dad one day mm -hmm. how is that man? Oh, man like how much stress take me that because i i want to be a dad one day i'm not gonna lie to y'all like <laughs> i hope i'm blessed with it it's amazing man you know when you come in the house from work and they run up to you man or like my oldest son he's you know he's 20 he's the one that's 20 so you know when you get that text or that call like hey dad i miss you man i was just like that's the greatest feeling on earth man there's nothing better than that man yeah. You guys are like problem solvers for family now. Oh yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. Like, like he said, you know. See, I get the like texts and different like the call or something. Especially like right now, to like if I would wish to, okay, yeah, I send this to the group because I got a group chat with my girls because I got three girls and, mm -hmm. a, and a boy. So I send this to the group chat with my girls and they, oh, that you know, they are. Dad, I'm so proud of you. You know what I'm saying? You've Man, you did a complete 360. You like, you know, that that that's the best feeling ever. Like I said, this is what I do it for because, like, to hear them say, man, we proud of you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Especially Hell coming yeah. from where I came from to now. For oh, sure. Proud of you. Oh, yeah. That's, man. Like, they was proud whatever I did. They, they was proud with when I was doing bad, honestly. But to hear the and, like, you know, to see me in a good light, it's even better. You know what I'm saying? And to so see the what, bounce back. Yeah. Most you know, definitely. I felt like I owed them. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So uh, we were saying off the mic how you you know you're giving back to the community, right? right. 
but in essence, you're also giving back to the family. Absolutely. Like you're showing them that an individual can change. Absolutely. An individual can grow. They Absolutely. can empower That's themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, how does it feel when someone looks at you and be like, man, you ain't the same. You ain't, you ain't how, how I remember you. And that, the thing is with that is you're right. I'm not going to be this. Each day I'm going to change because the thing is each day I'm going to learn something new that I didn't know yesterday. So to hear them say, oh, you've changed, yeah, I have. You know what I'm saying? You know, some people know I ain't changed. No, I have. You know, I, I had yeah. to come into that realization. Yes, I have. You know what I'm saying? But it ain't for no bad thing. It's for some good things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So not. who have been some of your biggest mentors throughout your life outside of family members? Outside of family members, I have, like, like a couple of my best friends. Uh, you know, I call them my brothers, though. They motivate me. You know, we sharpen each other. Uh, Ryan Richmond. You know, we grew up as brothers. He uh, he lives in Atlanta. He actually is a he has a lot of businesses as well. He actually has two businesses in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Ola Idris, Antron Evans. You know, they they my you would say friends, but we throw that title out. We brothers. You know, what I mean? my kid my kids call him uncle. <laughs> you know, different things like that. And uh, Aaron Panky, uh, these, these are my brothers. You know what I mean? So basically, man, we we just sharpen each other. My cousin Ray. You know, we, man, we just look, man. We positive. We there for each other. You know, we family. We want to see each other win in life. We want to see each other be happy. We just want to send positive vibes, man. That's it. Yeah. I mean, what's life if you can't make it a little bit happier sure. for somebody else? Absolutely. You know, there's a saying that uh, my grams always used to say in Spanish, Dime con quien andas, diré quien eres. Tell me who you're with, I'm going to tell you who you are. Mm-hmm. Right, Have sure. you seen that in your life? Yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Because I've had to change my scene a couple times in life because, you know, growing up as a man, you just kind of make your decisions and you got to live with them. Yeah. Definitely. But as you're living, you're growing, you're learning, you're kind of cultivating this entire yeah. mm-hmm. Also, for me, too, I've been married almost 17 years. So 17 years? Yeah, almost, almost 17, man. So my <laughs> wife. How? My, yeah, for real. <laughs> my, look, my wife, she sharpens me. I've grown up, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I would say, like, I'm not the same person I was when I first got married. You know, you grow up, you get older, you start to mature. What's the biggest change? Uh, I just feel like I put my family first in everything now. Like, at some point, it was like my career. You know, I would think like, oh, man, I got to go do this or do that. You know, you have times with your friends. And that's fine and dandy. That's cool. I, I enjoy it, but I enjoy being with my wife and kids. You know, on a Friday night, you know, it's good for me just to watch Netflix and have some snacks with the family. When you, I'm saying, create the memory. There's nothing yeah. wrong with hanging with your friends. I I enjoy it, mm-hmm. but I enjoy being with my family more. You know, You're creating like, core memories with them for that sure. they're always going to remember. But I, I yeah, for sure, I, I enjoy that. Like that's to me is there's nothing better. Be on a Saturday night, we have like sleeping bags. I order everybody sleeping bags, and we get in the sleeping bags. We get popcorn, watching movies. That's amazing, man. Because I would yeah. say I didn't get that a lot. Growing up from from my dad, my mom, you know, we did great things like that. My mom was amazing, is amazing. So, um, you know, we had that, you know, but it's different when it's from coming from your dad. You know what I mean? It's two different parts. You know, your mom is your mom, your dad is your dad. You know, so it's you know, my mom was more of a nurturer, but you need that tough love too. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, every Friday night back in Chicago, my pops and I would watch. Uh, it was called Solo Boxeo, mm-hmm. Azteca Boxing, out of Cicero, and he would get a pizza. You get a six pack, I get a soda, and we just sit there. And it's a core mm-hmm. memory. 
Like it's I amazing. remember it. Like For sure. and this is something you're creating with your kids. Oh man, I love life. it. I enjoy it. So yeah. even actually with my with uh, with my business, so um, I pay my kids. So when I get like uh, shipments in and th- things like that, when it's time to like package them up, I tell my daughters and my son. He's seven, so he's starting to get into it now. I'm like, hey, y'all want to make some money? Yeah. So I have them do things. I enjoy that bonding time, you know. And you're instilling good. Oh, um, for sure. How to earn something? What, I, what's the right terminology for you? You're instilling good knowledge. Oh, definitely. Work, work ethics. Well, yes. Work there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing's free. Hmm. Yeah. So, but they work, work for, for everything. Yep. Got to work for everything. Installing work ethic at a young age is very important, especially now because with, with all the electronics and stuff, that's you know what I'm saying. Like we, you gotta. You know, you got to get, get these kids and get them outside and get them active. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he's definitely installing great work ethic. You know, that's the same thing mm-hmm. I do. You, like, if, you know, if I, be, you know, I ain't going to say if because, you know, you speak everything in existence. So mm-hmm. when I become a millionaire off of, you know, the clothing line, it ain't just that I'm going to give my kids everything. No, you're going to work. You're going to show me that you mm-hmm. can maintain this because I'm not going to give it to you because everything I've given you, you already got enough of, which is the love, which is the hustle, and everything in me. You got it. So that's all you need. You don't need the actual physical monies to say, oh, I got it. No, you're going to work for it. So, Got to work for it. Yeah, Are there any lessons that you learned in life that you wish you learned a little bit sooner? Oh, Life, period. <laughs> <laughs> Man, life, period. No, for real. Like, life, there's a period. huge... Um, Within the last 10 years, you know, the uh, mental health aspect of minority mm-hmm. men, especially black and brown, right. there's this entire new thing where we're like, all right, we got to give these men an opportunity to understand what they're feeling. Right. Did you have any struggles with that growing up with everything? I mean, you know, being young, you really don't, uh, you know, being a kid, especially, you know, in our age groups rise now mm-hmm. because we're older. You know, you, we didn't, you didn't key into a lot of stuff that we look at now and we pay attention and know, you know, to what we're installing our kids. But, I mean, like I said, as a kid with us, we ain't have too much worries. We rode bikes, you know what I'm saying? We, we rode bikes, we played outside. Street lights along. come on, you're yeah, running back well, in. Yeah, we, we're back home, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we'll ride our bikes, though. Like, he said, he'll stay on the hill, but I'll see Mark because I'll ride my bike up there. Heck yeah. Ride his bike down the hill, you know what I'm saying? We didn't. At them times, you know, your moms and stuff, they didn't know where you really was at. They uh, just know, like you said, the street lights come on, you better be home. Better yeah. be and home. we made that. But yeah, we'll be across town, though. You know what I'm saying? But you'll so make it. We definitely going to make it. I'm going to make it for sure. <laughs> definitely going to make that street I'm light. Definitely up. making it. But yeah, so. That's awesome, man. I, it, it's, it's amazing to hear the story of somebody else that, you know, two different perspectives, you mm-hmm. know. Where you guys are family, but yeah. you've had different lives. Mm-hmm. You've experienced a whole lot of things, but you guys still, seemingly from the outside in, have good hearts, and oh, you're trying sure. to instill yeah. positivity and, and empowerment into the community. Definitely, like that's kind of dope, man. When you think about it, like <laughs> no matter what you've been through, y'all still got good hearts. Yeah, oh, yeah for sure. Like, how's that feel to I'm, still carry a good heart no matter all the trauma y'all seen? Now, with that, you know, I, I, I'll say, because I started with that, because like I said, everything, for everything that I went through, you know what I'm saying, like, yeah, I could, man, especially, like I said, prison, everything, that right there alone can make you come out a cold person, you know what I'm saying, and in some ways I have, that I am still trying to correct, you know, but ultimately, I mean, I'm, 
you know, my heart is definitely good. And that's all that matters to me. You know, God knows where I'm at with my heart and that, I, you know. So I feel like, you know, I, you know, as long as I put out good, I think good is going to come in. You feel what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know, Just I got a heart of gold to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah. It's it's dope, man. I like saying it like with this podcast I'm I'm able mm-hmm. to see many different perspectives, different people that have been through things, people that are seeing right. uh, mm-hmm. trauma now currently in the community and mm-hmm. how they handle it, like a Becky Rossum. Right. She deals with Peoria community against violence. Right. Um so are there some things you're seeing that you hope the community can improve on from your perspective? I think it's a lot the community could improve on. Um but I also will say it's accountability. Hmm. You know what I mean? Just because like just because I grew up on the South End and Ray grew up on the South End doesn't mean that I can go out there and just, you know, be damaging the people's lives and stealing cars and different things like that. And I hear I often hear people say, Well, they don't know no better. Everyone knows better. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't steal the car. You know what I mean? You wouldn't sneak and do it. You just would walk out and start stealing like it was grand theft. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we have to all look at ourselves. And you can't blame the parents every time because I know some, some kids who had great parents. Right. And they just yeah. chose to make just horrible decisions. Yeah. But it's accountability. At some point, we as people have to look ourselves in the mirror and say, man, I need to do better. Yeah. I can do better. I should be doing better. A prime example is that on most streets that you ride down now, we all have witnessed that people are holding signs up saying, I will work for food or um, I will do anything for a few dollars. Well, also, when you ride down the streets, every business has ha- have up signs that says, uh, help wanted. <laughs> so why aren't you getting a job? But you rather beg and ask someone to give you something instead of you working for it. This generation now, I call it the, the microwave generation. They want it now. <laughs> they don't want to work. These kids at 14, 15, 16, they think school is boring. They don't want to go to school. They don't want to work. They want to sit on social media. They want to be on YouTube. They want to do the things that that does not really uh, speak to the core of life. Like at 14, 15, I knew how to make a job resume. I knew how to do all these different things. These kids, they have all the access to everything. I mean, tablets. My son is seven. He can he can show you how to use an um, iPhone. But Look, I got nieces right now who yeah. can unlock my phone. I'm like, how? Yeah, I be forgetting my own password. Like, <laughs> so they have more technology and access to things that we did, but they're lazier because of that. You know, technology what I mean? has made us lazy. Yeah, way. Man, you know, most definitely. It's funny that you said that because this this is the thing that I've did to my girls like for some years is just testing them always. Now we know we got these thousand dollar electronics in our hand that can do anything. Yeah. Pretty much anything you mm-hmm. want. So I always I, I always ask them, I always say blah blah, hey, how you get to Bloomington? And they have their phone. I wait till they playing with the phone. I'm like, how you get to Bloomington? And they look at me and say, I don't know. <laughs> I just be like, I said, that's crazy. I done <laughs> did it to them like for a month straight. And then I finally broke down and I told them, I said, you know why I kept because they, they like why you always ask me that? I said, you know why I asked you that? Because you have the tool in your hand to solve what you need, right there. But you don't even take the time. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. making. It's like it's making you lazier. Like you said, it's making you lazier because you got it right there. All you got to do is Google it. It's, it's in there. crazy, and it's gonna show you. It's gonna tell you how to get the Bloomington. But you never took the time out to even think about it because you're so lazy to do on TikTok or whatever it is that you're doing. 
Now, mind you, I ain't going to know. These kids are well, they're very smarter than we are with these technologies yeah. know, and with these electronics. But the thing is, is you're not using it for the right cause. See what I'm saying? Yeah, and it comes back to being consistent and working hard, what you said earlier in the interview. So it's just, it feels like, because I'm a millennial, man, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it feels like we're in a completely different era in life. Oh, it's crazy. Like, things are just very different. They are. You find yourself kind of, because I find myself now that I'm a little bit older where I'm like, I feel out of place some days. I mean... The, out of place a little sometimes because I, you know, like, I'm the kind of person where I feel like, like I say, I be, you know, I say it on some of my social media posts, like, I just don't fit in with everybody. That, but that's only because of how people, you know, how these, how people are these days. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, me and Mark, I, I can, you know, I can kick it with cuz for however long because we're similar. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to be just alike. Nobody is just alike. Right. But we are very similar. We have some of the same similar attributes we you know we're both grinding for one cause mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so yeah we can we can come and we can you know mix and match versus being a, some with somebody else that they just have a whole miserable negative vibe now i can't you know i can't i can't just get can't. out with that i just can't yeah so yeah, that's where sure. i say that's where i don't fit in you know what i'm saying and i just i'm not with this you know but I, that's why I stay in my lane and, and with the people that I, you know, like cuz and different people. That's why yeah, I stay with. That's it. The people that, that match, you know, my my vibe. That's your mantra. The, like, the way you live your life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Tell me who you're with. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So speaking of fitting in, as somebody that I'm coming up on a year here in Peoria, I moved right. back in April. Mm-hmm. You guys are Peoria strong. Mm-hmm. B-Town versus everybody. Absolutely. Definitely. What's Absolutely. something you want people that are not native to Peoria to understand the beauty of this community, of the town, of the city you guys love so much? It's a, it's a, a loving town, like you said, hardworking town. Um, growing up, man, we had so so many good memories here, like the Gus Mackers to uh, Bradley basketball. What's Gus Mackers? Gus Mackers was a three-on-three tournament. We actually had the biggest three-on-three tournament for years in the mm-hmm. country. Yeah. Really? Oh, mm-hmm. man. I'm right talking about amazing. Right outside this building. Yeah. Sean yeah. Livingston played in it. Frank Williams, Sergio McClain, A.J. Guyton. Howard Nathan. Howard Nathan. David, David Booth. Booth. Yeah. Wait, Derek Booth. What? Oh, I did not man. know all this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. I'm talking about, like, Definitely. this whole downtown area was just, just... Yeah, all of this was just full, just basketball flooded. going on. Flooded. Today's... This past weekend, uh, it was Bradley against uh, who was Drake? It? Drake, I Drake, believe, yeah. And it was sold out. Oh, that's yeah. Bradley basketball, that's Bradley man. Basketball. Yeah. Everybody, it was a sea of red. Even yeah. afterwards, I seen everybody just like Bradley, yeah. and just screaming, now, having a great time. I'm like, oh snap! Look, like Peoria this town is, alive. is a basketball town. Yes, like yeah, Bradley, like man. I got told uh, Jordan came down and played a couple pickup games every now and then. Yeah, he played yeah. in the. Um, yeah, like two games here. Yeah, like that's that's yeah. intense when you think yeah. about it. Yeah. Like, it yo, it the is. icon MJ came down here. Yeah. You got Sean Livingston, yeah. who yeah. is yeah. well Sean, known. Sean is a man, one of the most humble guys you ever meet, man. Yeah, definitely, come I heard in a town. Lot of great stories about him. Look, Sean comes in town, man, and he he does things for like people, like you know who don't have money and different things like that. He gives back so much, man. Mm-hmm. And you'll never see in the paper because he don't want it in the paper. He just, right. he just, like, love giving back to... He's a proud Peoria, man. That's amazing to see. Yeah. Like, yeah. somebody that was able to grow up in this community yeah. 
as you guys are, yeah. trying your best to give back as much as possible. Yeah. Like, you have to admire individuals that do that. Yeah, and for sure. I love collecting these stories because I'm like, okay. It, like, for me, growing up south side of Chicago, I'll be dead ass honest with y'all. When I got the job here in Peoria, I'm like, where's Peoria? <laughs> you know what I mean? With no offense, I had no idea. Right, yeah. I'm driving past 55, the windmills, I'm like, where am I going? <laughs> like, but then a year later, I'm like, Damn, this place feels like home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's the people. People yeah, like y'all, definitely. other people I've talked to, my friends in town that make this place feel like a home. Right. Right. Welcomes you. Yeah. Definitely welcomes you. Yep. That's crazy because I had no idea how welcoming Peoria can actually be. And I know you saving money uh, from living in Peoria versus Chicago, right? Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ain't counting my nickels, but you know what I mean? Like, it, <laughs> yeah. it's a little bit better, oh, yeah, bro. You, so know you know definitely what I mean? see that difference, though. So, Peoria is a town that's got a big heart, man. Big what heart. else we got that you guys have seen that you admire? Food, about man. We have good food. Definitely. Oh, I've experienced food. I get a couple pounds moving here. I man, need to you, you got, <laughs> I don't know if you like wings, but you got like rum burgers. You got yeah. juniors, man. Avantis. Mm-hmm. I mean. I've yet to try Avantis. Wonder Dogs. We even got like local cooks. Like, oh, you know, man. People that. Just uh, cook out said, the house and stuff, yeah, man. You know man, tell them. Invite me to cook out. I'm dead. Yeah, I break the, the teeth. That, man, that's some of the best food, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, I mean, man, like, you could put them in a restaurant and, man, you can't go wrong. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, we got, we, we like, Peoria got a lot of talent here, man. That's yeah. Oh, man, we got uh, man like, musically, oh, man, we got so many dope rap artists, man. Well, I'm, I have uh, not hit that scene yet. I want to. I need y'all to put man, me on I, that I, scene. I'll give you okay. some artists, man. Okay. Please do. I'd love to talk to them. Like, I met Titus Whitus. Yeah, I met that cat. I okay. hadn't known about him prior, and I started looking to him. I'm like, oh, all right, man, cool. You need like, to get up man. on uh, like Romy Martini and uh, Trey. They have a group they call the Kennedy Brothers. Mm-hmm. Send them my man, way. You got uh, Cleveland Titan, uh, King Perp. Mm-hmm. He just dropped the album. Matter of fact, uh, and and I don't want to short anybody, but my little cousin uh, Marlon M Young. It's so many people, man. Yeah, That's so just a short list. There. You got. The Goonies, man. Like I'm talking about dudes yeah, that a long list. Man. These dudes could be having record deals, man. I, yeah. Everybody's huh. listening. I'm not trying to show anybody. I'm just, I know we got a story to do, but yeah. we have a lot of artists that you need to get in touch with, man. I yeah. would love to. I need the community like your artist, period. I need the community to just start pushing people yeah, my way say, so yeah, I can check it out. Because like, everybody has a story. Right, yeah. You two specifically yeah. have different stories. Yeah. yeah. But the love you have for the community is what's well pushing. Most you know, you have uh, Golden Garments and Integrity Wear. So Integrity Wear is you? Yes, yes. Yeah. So we learned how you got Golden Garments. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, Mark, how'd you get Integrity Wear? So Excuse me. in 2004, when I graduated from college, I was going to work at Caterpillar. Well, Caterpillar was going through like a little, I don't know if it was like a little layoff or they were going through changes. And uh, so... My my aunt's best friend named Sharon Kramer, she retired like two years ago from the Peoria County. Well, she, uh, you know, hey, we have a job, you know, you can put in for it, and I think you'd be good at it. It was being a, at the juvenile detention center, being a youth supervisor counselor. So I'm like, I don't know if I want to work. I just graduated two hours ago. <laughs> Literally, it was on a Sunday. I just graduated, just walked across the stage. My mom was like, oh, no, you, you're going to put in for that. Because <laughs> it was like, like, Thirty-eight thousand, thirty-five thousand, something like that, somewhere in there. And I was only, I was only twenty-one, twenty-two. I'm like, all right. So I did it. Had the interview. My grandma and I, we did my resume, like fixed it up a little bit better, tuned it up. And by I think Thursday, Friday, I was working. And so I'm like, dang, two years removed. My cousin Khalif Ross, he lives in Texas now. He was like, man, why don't you come to the prison? 
I'm like, man, I ain't working no prison. I'm going to Caterpillar, man. He was like, man, you can start off making this much. I was like, man, what applications? Sign at? me <laughs> up. Man. So, so I did that. So basically, 19 years later, I'm still in law enforcement. I'm actually a, a counselor at the federal prison in Pekin. So I enjoy what I do, man. You know, to be what honest you with about you, it? I just love working with people. I'm a sociable person, man. I, I love fixing problems. You know, uh, I love uh, just being there. You know what I mean? It's, it's a good setting. At the end of the day, every inmate is there is not a bad person, man. I don't know if they have a misconception about, you know, what it is. And I, I love hearing the good stories. Like when, like when you get, like, a, a message or you run into somebody, like, you know, there's guys from Peoria that's been, a, you know, in prison. And I love seeing that, that story, you know, the people that have changed, you know, who own businesses now, you know what I mean, who are, who are good fathers, you know what I mean. They just made a mistake. And at the end of the day, Everyone walking this earth has made a mistake. Of course. I'm not a judgmental person. It is what it is. I don't like to judge people. I just want to see a change. You know. What are some uh, beautiful stories you've experienced? As far as out there, it's one guy that was there. He's uh, he's written three books. And when he was there, you know, he was, you know, labeled as, you know, a guy that wasn't going to be successful. He got a time cut. Now he's three books. Really? Yeah. Then uh, it was another guy. You know, obviously I can't say their names, but of course not. Yeah, he, uh, he's working for like the Supreme Court. Really? Yeah, he's like doing big things. That's amazing to see, yeah. man. So it's everyone's there is not bad. I work with some good people. You know what I mean? Uh, it is what it is. You know, work with some bad people. Every job is mm-hmm. has good people, bad people. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I, I pride myself on being me. I don't change. I don't conform to. Uh, whoever I'm working with, if it's somebody who I don't want to work with, I'm still going to be me. You know what I mean? And I hope that my energy, the way that I am, it's infectious and it gives off good vibes. But I'm just there, you know, to give off good vibes, man, to be an inspiration to people, you know, especially a lot of guys that are in prison or, you know, you know, like you and I, you know, brown. you Black know, brown, yeah. So when they see a guy, you know, walk in like me, I want to give them hope. That, you know, you could be something, too, you know, because I could have made the wrong decision, mm-hmm. you know, and I could have been in there, you know what I mean, just as well. So I don't judge them. I just want to see them do better. You so know? how is that duality for you, being a minority man that also works within the system? Oh, it's rough, man, because, you know, if, if you don't go in there and you don't do things or say things the way that they want you to, oh, you're one of them. You know what I mean? When really that's not the truth. I'm just here to do my job. I'm not here to judge anybody, you know what yeah. I mean? It's not my job to judge you. It's my job, as they say, to reform, mm-hmm. to help reform you as a person. So Help guide you in a way. Help guide you. Yeah. Now, is there some people there who, who are horrible? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's not my, it's not my call to judge them on that. It's my job to be professional. And, and when a person is not professional, then you have to do what you have to do. You know what I mean? Respect my job. Then I'm going to respect you as a person. Then if you do that, it go hand in hand. Then you're all good. Were there some lessons you learned while doing this job for how many years you said now? Uh, 17 years. 17 years. Yeah. So are there some important life lessons you learned while working this gig that you now implement in your daily life? I think, to be honest with you, like, it has, I have good things and bad things I would say about it. Like, the good thing is, like, it has provided for my family. You know what I mean? I can retire early. I'm going to retire before I'm 50 years old. I'll be retired. Congratulations, man. But also, I have seen so much. Like, I've seen so much, though, that, like, it has changed my perception of life. Hmm. Like, I'll be out in public, and I'm constantly looking around. You know what I mean? 
like looking around it. Like when I walk in a room, I always looking like an exit. Like how can I get up out of here? You keep a head on a swivel. Oh, for sure. Well, I got taught that early on. I yeah. made my mistake. And I've seen so much that it, it'll make you look at life differently. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got to think of conversation I have with people who have life sentences. So mm-hmm. the conversation I have with them is not like a conversation I would have with you. What's uh, minor to you is major to them. Like a picture of of your old car. You might be like, man, that's an old dusty car. To them, man, that's my first car, man. Mm-hmm. It's serious. To Don't touch my picture. Yeah. So you have to be understanding when you work a job like that. Not saying you give in, but you have to be understanding if you're in law enforcement how things can go. Well, the and psychological aspect of yeah, it is that's, that's connection to a time prior to where they are now. Before, mm-hmm. um, I mean, not to pick pennies on them, but it's like prior to the decisions that were made that led you to where you are. Yeah. This rem- this reminds you of a time right. where you had your freedom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you touch that, that's like you trying to remove that mm-hmm. one thing that the still gives you hope. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, if I could share this story, I won't say the guy's name, but when I worked at the juvenile detention center, it was a guy who uh, he committed murder, right? He was a, he was a young man at the time. Um, well, I would speak to him often, you know, talk to him, encourage him, and different things like that because – at the end of the day, who am I to tell him, you know, what he should be, that he should give up in life? My job is, as a counselor at that time was to be encouraging, to tell him, hey, you did mess up, but you need to start doing this now, you know, for redemption, to do better, to change the narrative for yourself. You know what I mean? Because now you got to live to make yourself better, you know, because you, you're going to do some time. <laughs> you deserve to do some time. Cool. You know what I mean? Not taking that away, but um, – while I was working at the prison, since I've been working there, I received a phone call from an anonymous person that worked at the JDC and said, hey, you, re- you got a letter from somebody. Well, the guy wrote a letter to me explaining that, thanking me for, you know, having a conversation with him because it was times that he was he wanted to kill himself. Mm. But I will always come at the right time and talk to him, and he thinks about those conversations, you know, often. Mm. So just imagine, man, you never know. When you work in those type of jobs, like what type of day a person having, mm-hmm. and that go for for staff too, you know, because I work with people, you never know what a person's going through at home as well. So mm-hmm. I try to be, you know, conscious of that as well. Like my staff that I work with, I try to. You never know what somebody going through. Mm-hmm. It's it's a tough so job. It's like, man. Has it taught you, and maybe you live vicariously through mm-hmm. his experiences, but mm-hmm. small things matter hugely to some man. People. Absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Like that, like when you wrap your mind around that, that yeah. small concept, yeah. it can be as simple as a picture. Right, it can right, be as right. simple as you tapping somebody's shoulder when they're thinking they're about to take their life. Yeah. And that changes everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can, I can go even in depth to what he's talking about because it's, it's kind of funny. Like, cuz is a correctional, you know, he's in the correctional field. They've been an officer and everything for all the years. I've been in the correctionals being an inmate so <laughs> when he speaks and says about the smallest things I, I'm going to give you an incident to you know I did five years so roughly over a thousand or some days like when I got out and first touched some money that was like man because I hadn't touched money in five years that was like something I hadn't opened a refrigerator in five years I haven't struck a lighter in five years like 
people don't know what that really kind of like and how what mm-hmm. it means. Like it's like man, like it's it's amazing. It's kind of like an amazing thing to a person. You know what I'm saying? Cause Just it's to not be able to like pick yeah, your own clothes that exactly, day too. Exactly, because it's like something that you ain't yeah. done in so long. So that's why it's so like. It's looked at as minor, but no, it's major to it's somebody major. because you didn't took the this. They didn't had it took away from them for so long. Like you know commissary and stuff like that, man. That's serious for them. Definitely. Oh, yeah. For me and you, I'm like, man, forgive me some McDonald's, man. I, to them, they're like, you eat McDonald's, right? Yeah. Man, what the what does it taste like? <laughs> you know what I'm like saying? Chicken tender, for real. <laughs> yeah. Like, but yeah. I, let me ask you this, Flago. Like the men- mentally that. You know, you were locked up for a thousand plus years or a thousand plus uh, days, days, right? Right. And then now you're giving your freedom, and the individual I get to meet today, mm-hmm. I wanted to guess that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You're very cool. calm. You're very right. chill. Very respectful. You have a lot of passion for this community. Right. If you didn't go into this, I wouldn't have known you were locked up for that amount of time. Right. So getting that freedom back, how did how was that mentally for you, man? Man, this it means everything because like. It's basically like being secluded, you know, kind of like how we are in here. Being secluded. Just think about being in here a thousand days or so with a person telling you when to when to move here, when to move there. Okay, um, it's lights out. Uh, you can't go here. Oh, you do this. It's just, you know, you got to think about it like that. So mentally, like, it could break a person, but... You know, with me, that was like the strengthening because at the end of the day, you can control the body, but you can't control the mind. So that's always been my Mm -hmm. thing. You can't control my mind. So you thinking, you know, you winning by controlling the body, but I'm always, I'm learning because I'm learning, I'm learning you, I'm learning how to deal with this. So then when I do hit the world, I'm I'm, I'm hands down and running. And that's where, that's why I'm calm now. Even in there, I was calm and they like, like just how you just said, like you can never tell that. Me being in there, it was my first time ever going to jail. You know what I'm saying? But the officers, like, man, uh, what, what bit? And what I mean by bit, they mean what's like, which, uh, which bit? Basically, like I said, you, which prison since stint are you on? Meaning one, two, three, or four? And I'm like, no, this is my first time. You know what I'm saying? They're like, what? You were like, too yeah. calm and collected, and they were like, like nah, they, they this just is weren't used to it. Like, man, yeah. you like you done this before, but I was like, I was already prepared for it. Mm. See what I'm saying? I was already prepared mentally for it. So it's interesting that we kind of have a yin and yang here with both of y'all. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah. I understand both sides, man. Like, like, like I said, man. Like, I feel like I get along, and I'm respected there because I can understand. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, I I know what you're going through. You know, what I'm saying like. I was never in the streets, you know what I mean? Nothing like that. I'm not going to sit in like I was in the streets, but I'm from the south end of Peoria. I was raised on the east, but I was around this stuff growing it, up. Yeah. It wasn't, so it's not foreign to me. So what's major to another person? Like, oh, my gosh, he got shot. I've seen somebody get shot before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you from Chicago. You've seen it. I'm not encouraging it, but yeah. I've seen it. I've seen fights. I've seen all this stuff, you know what I mean? I've seen a lot of that stuff growing up. That thing, so I feel like that's what makes me good at my job because I, I've experienced and I know how to I know how to deal with every race. I've been, I've encountered the good, the bad, every you know, day. you know, racist people, people who are not racist, you know, people who are poor, people who are rich. I've been around all facets of life. So it's easy for me to do my job because I can understand what they're telling me when I talk to them. I'm like, "Well, why did you do you know what you did, you know, and explain it to me. I don't just cut you off and say, man, I was dumb. 
because everybody has a reason of what they do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just, okay, I understand. I'm like, all right, I may not agree with it. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I, may, I might be like, man, that was dumb. <laughs> but who am I to judge? You know, I don't know, you know, why he, you know, did he get down to his last $2? Is that why he stole some money? Did, you know, is that why he robbed the bank? I don't know. You know, we but all got crosses we carry. We, we all have crosses. trauma you know? we've seen. We've all experienced yeah. failures and moments where we felt like success was right around mm-hmm. The corner on her fingertips. Sure. I know there have been moments in my life where I'm like, mm-hmm. that job's mine. Right. Oh, me and this girl going distance. Right. Ooh, why, why? Oh, right. no, my gram's going to come out. She's going to be good. But four months later, gone. For sure. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of moments in life that we've experienced personally. And there's other people that have gone through a lot of things. And you're just like, damn, I admire people. Like, both of y'all. Y'all been through a lot, man. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Like, I kind of knew this is how the interview was going to go. Oh, yeah. The podcast, this conversation <laughs> yeah. was going to go. Because I felt like there was more to y'all's story. I'm like, oh, yeah. I got to I gotta pry into that. And, and I, I work and I, about these But kids. I work with some people that has been, like, life-changing, man, who have been, like, very inspirational in my life. You know what I mean? I've met so many good officers, so many good people, man. Just, I, I've had a good experience, man, at my job, you know. I've had bad experience as well. Mm-hmm. But like we spoke about earlier, every loss is a lesson for me. Mm-hmm. So the good that come with it, I accept it. The bad that come with it, I accept it. I'm just I just learn from it and move on. When it when it comes to um you know, this is my saying when it comes to that, because like I said, like you just said, you know, I'm it's kinda like the yin and the yang, you know, cuz on the other side, I was on the, you know, the one side of the the fence. So like when it comes to that, my my favorite saying is, every person in jail or prison is not bad, mm-hmm. and every person in church is not good. That's so, a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's just, that's just what I, I was raised in church. I seen some. That's exactly. I was raised in the church, so you know. And I even now I look at a lot of things and I'll be like, wow, like, and you know. But you know, hey, I'm not no person to judge, but I know <laughs> that sure. that is not what you're supposed to be doing, being in the church and claiming that you're holy. You see what I'm saying? Man. So I just let them do them, though, you know? But yeah, that's that's my saying with that. I'll tell you, look, moving to this town, man, I've I've definitely gained a wider net of a perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, there's been individuals I've interviewed for this podcast where they're, you know, reformed or for they're sure. out of prison. And mm-hmm. now, you know, Kendall Johnson, one of my first interviews, doing forward movement where he's trying to do one small act of kindness a day, trying right. to help people. And he's trying to fill back in the community. And here you guys are trying to provide something new, a new lane where people can just take passion in the community that they were born in, no matter the color, the creed, your sexual preference, whatever. It's Peoria. Right. Peoria covers everything. Yes. Uh, before we end this interview, man, because we've been talking for like a solid hour now. Bye, <laughs> man. You know. I know, man. I, this is what I love about conversation because you right. learn a lot. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I kind of I felt there was something in your stories. Yeah, yeah. But to hear this actual yin and yang and to sit in front of both of y'all and see you guys examine the life and everything, right. what's one thing you want people to understand about you? You personally. So, Flacco, we'll go with you first, man. <sighs> one thing I want you to understand about me. Uh, sometimes you might not understand me, but I always mean well. I'm I'm never no person that's that has ill intent for you. Um, and the main reason by and reason for that is because I don't seek nothing from you. I come with everything I need up front. So 
I'm never looking to get or gain anything from you. You see what I'm saying? Everything is always real and wholesome. If I'm coming to you, I'm coming and I'm I'm, I'm genuine with everything. So that's just the best way I could put it. You might not understand me because there's some things that I do that people just don't understand. But, you know, ultimately, I'm a good dude. And everybody that tell you that gets to know me, they know, like, oh, yeah, he's just definitely a good guy. So Got a good heart. That's all they need definitely. to know. That's all they need to know. You know what I'm saying? Mark, what you got for me, man? Uh, I want people to understand that um, I'm just trying to evolve uh, daily. You know, I'm not what I was yesterday. I'm a new man. Uh, I just try to just do better each day. You know, I just try to be a good person because I understand that when you're a good person, you're going to receive what you put out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I want people to understand that, like like I said, I mean well in all that I do. If I hurt you, I'm so sorry because I didn't mean it. You probably caught me on a bad day. But also understand that because I do a lot in life and I have a lot of responsibility, that I, I'm not going to always have a good day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you know me and understand me, just know that, man, I must have caught him on a bad day, you know, different things like that. But I'm just trying to evolve. I want people around me to evolve. I want to be around like-minded people. I want to be around people who are happy for me, people who want to see me successful, because that's my energy towards them. You know what I mean? And if I could, real quick, I want to explain integrity wear. Oh, yeah. Like, like what it means. Because I know we talked about it earlier, but we got off subject. But we know that integrity means doing the right thing, even when no one's looking, right? Well, integrity wear means always wearing the right thing when no one's looking. Not only can you live your life with integrity, but you can wear your integrity. Hmm. So on the wear, there you see the cancer ribbon right there? It connects the W. Oh, yeah. You know, that's there because cancer doesn't discriminate. So what if we as people didn't discriminate? How strong could we be? Where would we be as people? And hmm. it's symbolic for my, uh, you know, family that who struggle with cancer, battle with cancer. Uh, like my grandmother uh, who passed, um, she, I wasn't so even supposed to meet her. So when my mom was younger, I think my mom was like late teens, early 20s, my grandmother was diagnosed with throat cancer, and they said that she wouldn't make it, you know, past a certain, you know, time. So originally we weren't supposed to meet her, but God said differently. You know what I mean? We spoke earlier about, about faith a little bit, mm-hmm. but she made it. You know, you know, I was fortunately I was able to spend uh, 38 years of my life with her. She's passed like almost four years ago. You so, were supposed to meet her. You had 38, yeah, 38 years with her, man. She was amazing. My aunt, I want to shout them out. My grandmother did pass, but she didn't pass from, from cancer. But when she passed, she did have cancer, though. Uh, my aunt Dorothy, um, we call her Aunt Dow. She passed from cancer. Uh, she was amazing. I remember she died, like, I think the day before Michael Jackson uh, passing. See, the day after, because I remember talking to her about Michael Jackson passing. I think that's what it was like the day after or something like that. But anyway, uh, uh, my Aunt Emma, um, she currently has cancer. She's fighting. Um, then my Aunt Elizabeth, uh, I actually watched her pass away. Uh, my Grandpa John and I actually, like, were there. Like, I seen her take her last breath, man. It was like, uh-huh. it was rough, man. So cancer, not only does it affect my family, but I'm sure it affects your family. We spoke about that and everyone. You know, so it means something to me. So I wanted to put something in there. That meant something to everybody. I want to connect everybody. So what if we did the same thing that cancer did, but opposite? Like, they have one job is to kill, right? It doesn't matter what cancer it is. A tumor, brain brain cancer, like pancreatic, 
it just wants to kill and destroy you. So what if we were opposite and we had love and we have, you know, uh, just compassion for people, you know, love we want to instill, you know, good qualities of life. How, how strong could we be? You know, so that's the whole concept. That's how I came up with it. And it means something for me. So we spoke a, a while ago, like if I don't make a lot of money, it don't really matter to me because I'm doing something I love mm-hmm. doing. I get, yeah, I feel that one. I get a rush. My wife and I talked about when you sell something, you get a rush when you see people wearing your clothes or yeah. or you seeing a happy customer. Yeah, that's love that's, to me. That's yeah. life to me. Years ago, I would have got excited about a new video game. Now I get excited about this interview. I get excited about sitting next to my cousin. You know, coming up with ways that we could be better. You know, ways that we mm-hmm. could you know put on for the city. Ways that we could bring people together. Not only talking about it, but like. Uh, the Migo said, walk it like I talk it. <laughs> you know, I want to walk it like I talk it. Years ago, I wasn't that way. But <laughs> as time goes on, you get older, you start to evolve as a person. So we want to give back. We want to, you know, be there. We want to be inspiring to people, man. You know, a person who maybe wanted to start a clothing line, they were, you know, hesitant about doing it, or maybe they want to start a smoothie business or a hat business. Whatever the business you want to start, it's okay to be inspired by people. You know what I mean? It, because you should be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I'm inspired by people. I'm inspired by my mom. I'm inspired by my cousin Ray. I'm inspired by my my sister. Uh, Joni Young is a chief master sergeant in the Air Force. It's like a, you, it's one percent of the people that make that. And I was able to to watch her. You know, receive that accomplishment. And uh, she's gonna retire in two years. So I'm inspired by those things. That that's life to me. Like my wife is accomplished at her job. She <laughs> you know does insurance, but she has a sneaker business on the side. And she she started from the bottom up, man. I didn't help her. She did it on her own, man. That that's what makes me smile. My oldest son is getting ready to start a, a, a hoodie business. That's inspiring to me. You should start entrepreneurs left and right. Yeah, yeah. because in my own before we go, uh, my aunt and uncle, uh, which is his cousin, they own um, Popcorn Heaven. You might want to get them up here. Popcorn Heaven. It's a. Uh, uh, it's on six oh nine. I feel like I talked to West Lake them. Avenue in. Uh, Actually, when you come, there'll be a vendor there this weekend. All right. So, but I'm you know, popping up this weekend. Oh, yeah, oh sure. but stuff like that, man. That's that's when we talk about like life. That's that's what I want people to know about me. Those things that I just spoke about. That's me. You know, it's so. Ah, screw. We'll keep going out. Yeah, yeah. As long as you're good, I'm good. Yeah. This conversation is now starting to just evolve into more mm-hmm. aspects. Where I'm like, oh, like the fact you said that this week. I had what was it two days ago? Mm-hmm. I had five different friends from five different phases of my life. They call me and they're like, "Yo, Ross, I just did this." I'm like, "Oh, fuck yeah, man! That, yeah, hell yeah, get sure. that right? Right, right!" And then at the end of the day, I'm like, "Man, I don't go out like I used to, but I'm somebody's mm-hmm. call when they want a joyous like pat in the back, like you did something." Yeah. And I love that my evolution has led yeah. me to that point where I'm like, 100%. "I'm not gonna be out three, four in the morning." I'm sorry, nah, nah. ain't gonna happen. That ain't my feng shui no more. Mm-hmm. Nah. But the minute you accomplish something. Make me the first, second, third, and I'm a big yep. up the shit out. You be like, yo, yeah, yeah. about time, 100%. my dude, right, yeah. about time. Yeah. And it's awesome that that passion is now starting to push down to the next generation. Mm-hmm. You know, you got your kid, like that's awesome, man. Right, like to be able to see this, so it's pure against everybody. Absolutely.
It's the entire family, unity, yes. the the yin and the yangs, the, mm-hmm. the ugly, the beautiful, yep. everything. Everything. The yep. community is just everything. Always. No matter what, we yeah. unified. I'm Peoria strong, man. I love Peoria, man. I'm always gonna love Peoria. Definitely. It's it's, it's who I am. It shaped me, it molded me. Well, this city is who he is. Yeah, exactly. They've given you plentiful opportunities to discover yeah. who you were as individuals. Absolutely. Yeah. And now you're in turn, you're giving that back. Yeah. Oh man, we want to get back, man. There is no greater feeling than seeing people happier. You know, people seeing, you know, that you're evolving in business. Like, we t- we spoke about this. Mm-hmm. Business is not emotional. Mm-mm. It's strategic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I don't, like, if I don't sell a lot of hoodies today or next week, I don't, my energy isn't like, dang, I didn't sell no hoodie. My energy is, what should I do next? Mm-hmm. Let me ask a few people, like, what, are you, what do you want to see? Mm-hmm. I need to, like, come up with some different plans. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, like we spoke about earlier, I didn't do this for money. I did this because this is something I always want to do. So I never wanted to live my life with regrets. So Mm -hmm. I do it because I get, you know, get to see people happy. And I do it because I wanted to do this. Mm -hmm. So if I don't sell another hoodie, I feel accomplished because I did something I always wanted to do. You know what I mean? At the end of the day. You stay consistent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it, it brought it us right back <laughs> to the Who media trained you? You brought that back well, full yeah, circle. Said, see how <laughs> in, at the end of the day, he stayed consistent. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like you said, he just wanted to see it. That's, that's my main thing. To see a person smile like, man, oh, man, I, I love that. I love that. I love the hoodies. I love the hoodies. Like, you know, that, that that's what gets me. That's the, that's the thrill of all of this. It ain't about... Oh, I'm making money or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because if anybody, anybody that's really in the business, know you're going to lose first mm-hmm. before you make. Mm-hmm. So you just jumping into something thinking that oh, it's finna. No, it's not gonna go just like that because you're going to lose. You're going to lose as you go along because it's just times that's just it, it happens. But like I said, it's not a it's not a loss. It's a lesson on yeah. what are you gonna do next? You know what I'm saying? So, I've lost yeah. a lot of man, like I, because I, I've given away so much. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, I may see a, a young kid who, man, I, I really want a good hoodie, man, but I don't, I can't afford it right now. What size you wear? Mm-hmm. A medium, man. Come get this hoodie. Yeah. You know what I mean? You should you should do that type of stuff. That, man. That, that that type of stuff, like he said, prime example. Them the kind of things you know that really go unnoticed and unwavered because it's not one time that I've ever like got on social media and talked about what I've I've all I've given I've given to this I've given mm. and I give a lot yeah. people that like I said people that know me know I give a lot for sure but I never I don't because I don't have to you know what I'm saying that's not my thing to all the boast mm. about everything that I give you know what I'm saying but yeah I've you know jer- uh, jerseys because I like that's what my business started out of, started off as beginning was jerseys so, you know, I done given away jerseys because I done took losses because of people that didn't get their jerseys or didn't yep. come pick their stuff up. So now it's all, oh, I got to pay the rest. You know, it's just, it was, a like I said, a process. But at the end of the day, I'll give it to somebody that may need it. Or, you know, I'm out at the, like, at the Juneteenth last year and I seen a kid and I'm, man, here. You know, I just gave him the jersey. You know what I'm saying? I just, yep. the stuff that I, we, you know, we do that just go unnoticed. But that's my joy because I see them like oh man yeah you know what I'm saying and so that makes me feel that's what makes me feel good about what I do you know what I'm saying something you're prideful and people take a liking to mm-hmm. oh for sure your heart definitely like yeah. it's awesome man it's awesome that through everything you guys like I said you, you have big hearts you're, you're trying to give back but at the same time you've seen other people 
gain joy absolutely off of your uh, hard work it, man for sure like this weekend we're excited man I, yeah, I can't I can't even explain the emotions that I feel because like I said it's not about us mm-hmm. you know obviously you know we we came up with this whole thing together mm-hmm. you know we we you know put our minds together but I want to put this out there man we are genuinely happy for each other mm-hmm. like I want to see him win. Yeah. He wants to see me win. So it was easy to come together. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's sit down over you some coffee. Tell. Like yeah. It was like, it's easy. man, like if he don't have, like he'll be like, man, just get the hoodie for my cousin. I don't have, yeah. like, I, and like vice versa. Like, man, I have so much of his stuff in my house. Yeah. He got so much yeah. of my stuff. Like, yeah. it's, at the end of the day, we want to see each other happy. So this was a, a no-brainer. Yeah. Like, hey, let's do this. And I feel like, you know, I could say this probably that we – I can't say well liked by Peoria people, but have, I think we have a good reputation. Like I, I feel like we have always tried to put good energy out there, mm-hmm. and I feel like we love you know where we're from, so we're be- very prideful of that. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think that I think it's going to be a good weekend because of that. Everyone that's coming, they're the same as us. They put out good energy, they want good vibes, and I think that we have always given that off. You know, even when when cousins in the streets, he was a good person. Yeah. So you know that's why he's not looked upon as a bad person because he mm-hmm. he made like he said he he was accountable. I did what I did, yeah. but he was always been a good dude. Yeah. But now look, now look what he's come out to be. Yeah, that's you know, amazing. He flipped see, that. He he flipped that whole you know image that people probably had. And man, now he out there, golden garments, man. Yeah. Like you know, golden garments. That's what it's known Carl. for now. People now, that you never yeah. thought that he would associate. We selling jerseys to some of the most accomplished people in this area. Yeah. <laughs> but real. isn't that crazy, man? Like everything you've been through, now you're seeing people with your golden garments on. You're like, uh-huh. yeah. It feel. I mean, because it, it, and and this is one of the main things because like, um, it's funny going. Like I said, going. You know, into jail, like when I went to the prison stint. I watched uh, the arresting officer. Not gonna say no names. I watched the arresting officer though. You know what I'm saying? He literally right behind because my case was very high profile. So watching him, he he when he got my case, he went up to a lieutenant. He was a sergeant starting off with me. He went up to a lieutenant right when I got convicted. Right behind that. Next thing I know, he's the chief of police. So I'm like, wow. You know what I'm saying? You moved up pretty fast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know, I didn't, you know, I could have took that and, and, and made that like, oh, man, you know, and been bitter about it. But a I grudge. didn't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it was what it was. He retired. You know, I, you know, everything happened back then. It is what it is. You know, however my case went, you know, mm-hmm. went. But I look at, okay, like you said, we got the we got the new chief. You know what I'm saying? He's in here. Man, he amazing. Now, and yeah, amazing guy. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm a whole different kind of person. And this chief has a item from Golden Gardens. That he's bought, see what I'm saying? So like that's just you see you see how the, the transition uh, then changed from like yeah. look where I was to now I'm I'm selling items to the chief of police. He's from the locked up to selling yeah. to the chief of police. Exactly. Facts, golden garments, golden garments. And the, the chief man, he come with the heat on the shoes, man. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, yeah. Oh, I've man. seen him a couple oh, yeah. times. He's fashionable, man. Yeah, yeah. He come with the heat, man. I know, you know. He's not no just no old, you know. He's definitely fast. He come with that Jordans heat and all of that. He does. Yeah, that. you're gonna make me bust out some of these. Man, I'm coming with the heat. You yeah, better bring it, man. man. Oh, I got, got, I got about heat. like 30 you, pairs. I gotta brush some out. I'm gonna come yeah, looking you clean with bring the, the heat. Put a fedora on with the sleeves. <laughs> like, what up, now? Man, you, you got to you got to make sure you get there. Get there, man. Enjoy yourself, man. 
Definitely. Um, it's it's going. I don't know oh, if you no, can bring this... your camera in there, but take some footage, man. And... Oh no, definitely. I'm coming through to check it all out. We actually have two um, photographers too, yeah. oh, Lacolis, uh and we also have uh, Patricia Bryant. Yeah, and I don't know, have, them, uh, but I'm down to meet them. Yeah, but I'm saying they're real, you know, accomplished photographers. Yeah, and we have backdrops, so you're gonna be taking pictures. It's gonna be it's gonna yeah, be live, man. I'm gonna come and meet a bunch of people. Like, can I? Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm say definitely because this is the place where you definitely gonna rub elbows with. People that you like, you said you, you want stories and something to talk about. You gonna, I, you know, once we, I could lean you to. Okay, yeah, you, you might want to talk to them. You might want to talk to them. Like I said, you know, um, some parts of the Yanni Collective, if not all, will be in there. You know, there's some people that I, I feel like you really You're should like the be. Fifth you know, person, tell me about them. I've yet yeah. to get a. Be able yeah, to they have the business. You know, I'm acquainted with them when the with the Juneteenth. You know, what I'm saying I I do the uh, basketball game with them. So like. Yeah, they're definitely somebody because they're they're big in Peoria too. You Facts. know, they're up and coming yeah, more. You know All right, saying? so yeah, I'm definitely. gonna have to get them, man. Oh, I definitely. I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all both. Uh, I absolutely love this conversation. Almost oh, everyone. Like, yeah. thank you so much for sharing. Man, just going into detail us, about this. Definitely. Like I'm pretty sure y'all didn't expect this. Like, all right, yeah. we're gonna talk about everything about us rather than just the brand. No, the yeah. Oh, man. yeah. But, we open book, we man. Open we honest, don't have yeah. nothing to hide. But I really, I really hope so. Anybody listening can get a small nugget from either you guys, both of y'all, and yeah. just understand yeah. consistency. Yeah, consistency. Being consistent. Man. I did want to say to piggyback off of before we finish, like. Hmm. The pressure that I have, like coming from Peoria, or being a young black man, mm-hmm. can you understand working in law enforcement? Mm-hmm. Because if I don't do something, oh, then you a lame, you one of them. Mm-hmm. Or if I am not aggressive in the situation, then I'm looked at, oh, you one of them. Mm-hmm. So you have to always do your job, be respectful, and just try to let people know that look man I have a job to do man and also I'm not going to be the same way that you are you know what I mean the, you know the ways you are as an officer that's good for you you know I don't have to cuss nobody out or you know be disrespectful to get my point across right. conversations like this is what make you a man what make you understand what life is about mm-hmm. I get my point across by just simple conversation like this that works for me. Well, works for you may be cussing somebody out. But does that really work? No. You know what I mean? So for me, I understand you get you go a long way by respecting each other, mm-hmm. but also letting the person understand, now, you know I got a job to do now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you got to respect that this is how I feed my family, too. And to be honest, most people, they respect that. Like, if you come across respectful... They understand, like, oh, man, he got to do his job, too. So, mm-hmm. Respect you know, and I'm not going to disrespect you, but I have a job to do. You know, this is how I feed my family. But I also respect you as a man, too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You made your mistake. It's not my job to punish you every day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know, If you step out of line, yeah, it's yeah, part of the job that it. has to just yeah. come up. Yeah. But yeah. respect yeah. is big. Yeah. yeah, for sure. If there's one thing my father always instilled in me, it's respect. Yeah, Especially sure. man to man. I mean, yeah, of course, yeah. man to everybody. But... At the level that we're talking at as minority men, right? Yeah, it's pressure, man. Respect is huge. Respect, yeah. I, yeah, Respect I give, is huge. I give big props, like, you know, and I probably never told because, but I give big props for what he does because, like I said, being a person that came from in there, being an actual inmate, I know how it is probably, you know, basically being, like you said, a, a minority and being an officer. 
Like, yeah. that's very hard, especially being from the area. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because you're running into a lot of the people that you see right out here on these streets. Yeah. yeah. That's, a lot of that's, them, yeah. that's hard. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's not an easy thing. I know it exactly what he mean by where respect, because the thing is, with with that is, and like, and I'm, I'm not going to take up too much more of our time, but. No, you're good. That, I, I'm out <laughs> your time, man. But the thing is, with that is, like he said, respect. You have to, re, you know, you have to earn, you know what I'm saying, respect. You know what I'm saying? You can't just come in and, oh, I got this uniform on and are you going to respect? No, that's not how you get it. A man, a man is going to respect you as a man first uh-huh. and then the uniform come with that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, basically, if you come to me as a man, you know, like you said, I got a job to do. You know that. But I'm not going to come in here and put this uniform on uh-huh. you just all oh, because this is, you know, I'm having a bad day. Right. Oh, yeah, I'm putting a uniform on you or, yeah. or I'm, 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 in, I'm in control. So you do what I say. No, it's, man, you know, let's talk about as men. And then now if we can't get that situated now, yeah, I'm going to have to use the uniform. And that's how I go. But yeah. ultimately it's respecting you as a man first and then everything else uh, carries with it. And this it, all makes sense. Oh, I'm sorry. Go it's for a it. saying that we use in Cuz Can Vouch. You, you got to give people what they got coming. Yeah. Like it's, it's <laughs> if yeah. they got it coming, you got to give it to them. Yeah. Like, for yeah. example, if, you know, they're supposed to receive a hot meal. You got that coming. You know, I I ain't going to take that from you. You got that coming. And also with that, you know, respect comes with that. Mm -hmm. You give me my respect. You you got respect coming back from me. Absolutely. What's intriguing about all this is that the more I hear perspectives of the new chief of police, Mm -hmm. and I've met him a handful of times. He shook my hand. He shook up with me, and he's talking to me about stuff that has nothing to do with anything going on, just right, right. the common respect. Right. And everybody that I come across that knows him on a certain level is like, oh, no, this oh, dude's yeah. cool. Yeah. Dude's all about respect. Yeah. And he carries himself, uh, it was Eric Echevita, right, is his yeah. full name? Yeah. Um, but I've heard so many perspectives from different people, different walks of life in town that have the same thing to say about him. Yeah. And... I just love meeting people that carry themselves with that and yeah, give that, it up. Yeah. And in turn, you get it very easily. Yeah, oh, absolutely. for sure. Yeah. I want to I want to say something on air, too, because this needs to be addressed. Hmm. We need more minorities in law enforcement. Yeah, it's true. You need minor, more minorities to be lawyers, to be doctors, you know, because what happens is when you have a situation um, that could be volatile, right? Because maybe the officer doesn't understand the South and the Peoria. Exactly. The nuances so of the culture. So if you get a person yeah. like me who come and I arrive on a scene, they see a familiar face. They're going to be more compliant. They understand he ain't out to get me. Because mm-hmm. most people have, a, you know, a, a lack of trust or a fear or feel intimidated. So if I pull up on the scene and, and I'm, my, I'm more calm, like, hey, what's going on here? Instead of saying, man, what the, man, get, get on the ground. Hey, what's going on? Right. Look, man, I didn't hit my girl, man. She stole on me. You know, you got to hear people out. Right. So when so when you have people who are or who who are like minded or were raised or grew up in the same setting, there's an understanding in their mm-hmm. job. So I feel like when you have more officers that are well versed, it makes the situation that could be vulnerable fixable or salvageable. Of course. Or it can it can be not as bad. We'll look back and say, man, that could have went bad. But Officer Johnson came, man, and he, they respected him, you know, so it went easy. But if you have you no know, minorities putting in and you have people who are uh, patrolling areas 
who are who have probably never seen a black person in their life. <laughs> I I work with some people who they like, man, the first time I met a person was in the military. I'm like, what? The, a black person was in the military. I'm like, what? <laughs> so you, man, look, I can't say enough, man. You need people in places that look like everybody. Well, yeah, I to mean, make it work. You know what I mean? I That's just my opinion. Back then, you would have police officers that lived in the area, right. policed the areas that they lived in. Right. Um, that changed, I think, because of security purposes, or yeah, that's yeah. the reasoning behind that they put it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, I'm, yeah, I mean, it like, makes sense when you think about it. Yeah, because yeah. you have to. I mean, it's, it only makes sense. Yeah, you have to, like, you have to get somebody or the type of people that's going to understand a certain type of person. Exactly. See what I'm saying? You can't bring. Mm-hmm. You can't get. A person that's never lived no type of part of this life and expect them to understand and know how this person moves or why they're moving while they're moving. You see it's what I'm the saying? nuances of the culture, of the environment, of the community. It, there's a psychological aspect to being a, a person in the blue uniform. Right. There's an entire mental component that people don't really address much of. Right. Like there's a lot of things you've seen. Your perspective has changed more uh, so yeah, many yeah, times. Sure. Being a minority in, you know, yeah. the service. Yeah. And you've learned things and I've worked with some I ain't gonna lie, some great people too, man. Some real, real good people, man. Um, you know, to be honest with you, I've learned a lot from some people. But we have to get more minorities putting in because you can't complain about who responded to the call. If we're not applying for it, right. and we got to stop telling people, man, man, why would you? That's lame. Why would you be a cop? Why would I not be a cop? Right. Why Protect would I not be a lawyer? Why would I not yeah. be a doctor? You lame part for not want to do something like that's that. That's part of changing. That's like part it, of change. You can't. You know what I mean? You gotta like it, that. That same thing reminds me of a person who complains about voting or the outcome, but you never <laughs> voted. Yeah. Why Trump the president? Why the president? Did you vote? No. Well, shut up. <laughs> How you gonna complain about the call if you ain't if you ain't telling people that look like us to look like you know you to put in? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if you yeah. put in, then the people who are from this area, you're patrolling your area. Right. So like my cousin, uh, he's a cop here. I'm not gonna say his name. He's from here, so he patrols these 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 parts that he grew up in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he's responding to situations that like people that know him so he has a good vibe because people know him they know he has a heart for people he's built and he's from here yeah, he's, he's from here you know what i mean so they can they know that oh man he ain't out to get me but i got it coming man you got i did speed man so you can give me my ticket you know because they know they, they got it coming good or bad yep. I de- yeah there was a police officer i'm not gonna say anything back in chicago where he he saw me he was from the area that I was from he saw me born Ray, not born, but like he seen me grow. Mm-hmm. And one time he caught me speeding. I'm like, my bad. He's like, you know, your mother taught me in Sunday school. I'm like, I know. Call her, let her know. Sorry. He's like, all right, just get out of here and don't do it again. If I catch you again, I'm writing you up. I'm like, all right, cool, right. my bad. And I went home and she's like, yeah, officer blah blah called me. I'm like, yeah, my bad. <laughs> but like yeah. the fact that he took that time. Mm-hmm. And I, since then, I watched my speed. I'm like, yeah. all right, cool, because yeah, you caught my mother. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but the definitely. fact that he was able to do that and reach me in a different yeah. way rather right. than yeah. make me feel like I'm bad because I made an error. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like to talk to some kids, man. And I, from, like, when I worked at JDC, I learned to talk to them. You know what I mean? So now when I see kids messing up and they making some horrible decisions, 
But I like to ask, like, if I could, like, why are you doing this? Like, you know what I mean? Do you understand the consequence? Like, I don't think they understand the consequence. You still in cars. A, con- a consequence could be like you might get shot yeah. by the owner. Or, you know, you might have to go to prison for 20 years. Yeah. Something can happen. So, you know, you you do it for basically like one second could change your life forever. Split second decision can, can have a huge it impact. It could ruin your life. life. Or you could be driving a car to get away. You crash. You kill your best friend. Yeah. Your life is messed up mentally now. Like, how do you come back from that? Mm-hmm. So everything that you do, like these teenagers, they do, I want them to understand. There's consequences, man. Of course. It is major. Okay, you stole the car. You joyride. You put it on Snapchat. They going to catch you. Yeah. <laughs> they coming to get you. on social media. Yeah, so for what? Why? Why? Yeah. Who are you like, showing out to? Man, these one, fools ain't going to be visiting you. No, man, like, ain't. for real, they not. And they definitely ain't. I can tell you that. I've been through that. Man, it's not... It's not peaches like what people think. When you are man and free you and free you and free this person, it, it sounds so good and mm. it looks good on the internet. But right. please believe when I tell you, I've been there. Like I said, I did over a thousand days. They don't be there. They they start off, but they don't be there. That's true. You only gonna have like that one or two or a couple people that's gonna really ride it out with you. And that's why, like I said, you know the who I do it for, that's, that's, that's family. That's, yeah. It's, it's them because everybody else, you know, they all, oh, yeah, I love you. Look, it don't really be all real. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Cause you out there basically risking your life for somebody. Like he said, ain't going to be there when you need them. And that's exactly what, you know, I, man, I did a lot for a lot of people that just didn't, man. Like I wasn't even alive. Cause basically when you in there, it's like, you're not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but life continues as years as possible. Absolutely. So I ain't mad at none of them. We want to use our brands to like talk to these kids. I know like when we sell hoodies to young men, I talk to them. Definitely. I, Yo, I try speeches, to like. just going to talk to kids. Man, schools. all the time. Like, man, like I haven't gone to any schools, but you know, the setting I work at, you know, so obviously I speak to a lot of, you know, a lot of people all the time. But I'm just talking about even in Peoria, like mm-hmm. when I'm out and about. I'm talking to these kids, man. You know, I have I have a teenage daughter, so I care, I genuinely care about the youth, man. Like because how can I not? I have young kids, so I care about them. So when they mess up, I be want to know, like, man, do you know that you finna ruin your life, man? Like, don't you don't have to impress anybody, man. Impress yourself. Mm-hmm. And they making these bad decisions, man. And it's you know I can't get into the head like. 30 years in prison is a long time. Man, you what? you 19, 20, you're going to be 50 when you come home. Like, is, is it that important to look good f- for the social media real quick? Like, yeah. stay out the way. Like, flexing go, real quick for nothing. Enjoy. Man. Like, in high school is one of the best times of my life. There's so many totally. kids that don't yes. go to school. Uh, I'm like, they missing yeah. out. The high school, the college experience, all oh, oh, just man. That, th- those years of growth. Yeah. Of making errors. hundred percent. It's okay to make errors, yeah. but you have to make smart errors. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You have to learn and you have to stumble a little bit, but don't make the permanent, permanent dumbass yeah. error that's yeah. gonna get you locked life, up. Life changing. Yes. <clears throat> the life changing error. We're gonna make they're gonna make bad decisions, but you gotta be there to when they do make bad decisions to not to be uh so demeaning to them, you know, to They to, know they did wrong. Yeah. 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 If there's more, a lot of people that I've talked to that uh, through these episodes who have been in prison come out, every single one of them are like, no, I know what I did wrong. Right, yeah. But treat me like a human at least. Yeah, because like, at the end of the day, they are human. 
You know, mm. mistakes happen. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's just that. You know, but you, you at the end of the day, we all are people. We all are human. Mm-hmm. We all be treated as such. So, pure versus everybody. Pure versus everybody. Bam! And that's how you end it, my guy. Um, okay. So, where can people go to look at the material, to look at the brands? How can they get in contact with you if they want to speak with you, support the brand, et cetera? Like, far as like our uh, social media handles? Social media handles. Is there a website uh, yeah. send people to to buy so, the clothing? So, basically, like, we use our social media. Like, I go to, you can go to, on Instagram, integrity underscore wear. Also, you can go to uh, I underscore M underscore Rio 23 is my other Instagram handle. On Facebook, I'm Mario Young. Um, also, you can reach me uh, um, following 309. It's my business, uh, 402-5023. You can contact me through there, and I'm available. And that's how they can uh, buy branded. Oh that. yeah, most definitely. Cool, cool, cool. Yep. Uh, uh, me, Ray Flacco on Facebook. Um, Ray Flacco on IG. Ray Flacco five on IG. All lowercase. Was there four before? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> I have uh, Golden Garments. Uh, it'll be Golden underscore Garments twenty one mm. on uh, IG. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And you know, and then on Facebook I have Golden Garments page. Um, I, I operate more or less off the Ray Flacco page. Yeah, me you can too. message me, or uh, I got a business line three zero nine five zero one 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 five five. You know, I have you know gear sometimes on mm. hand, sometimes mostly I do pre orders. Um, so you know, I could tell you how that goes, but yeah, yeah. I usually I, I have gear on hand too as well. But I do a lot of like local pop up shops, like at my uncle's popcorn place. I do pop up shops there uh, like twice a month, and um, yeah, it's just a good good vibe, man. Good situation. Follow the social media keyboard, you guys. Yes, Ray Flago, Mario Young, Golden Garments, Integrity Wear, also the host of the first annual hoodie and sneaker ball. Happening uh, just happened this past weekend because when this episode comes out, yes, I'll be there. Hopefully, everything. Not hopefully, it's gonna go great. Most definitely. And, definitely. And um, definitely. thank you so much for giving your stories, man. I really appreciate it. I love the fact that even though we're like, yo, let me end this. There's still more information. Like oh, I yeah, feel like right. I could talk to you. Man, we'll come up. Like we'll come up here for a round hours. two or something. Well, there's, gonna, so. there's gonna be a round two because you oh, know yeah, what? Definitely. You guys are gonna do another big event. Yeah. I'm oh, gonna yeah, have to bring you back definitely. on, yeah. and hopefully we can time it out better. We're we'll do some right in the summer, before. something, man. Yeah, of so. course. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. So this has been another episode of the KZ Community Beats. I'm your host Ross Martinez. Do me a favor, go check out everything. Tell everybody, look it up. We appreciate it and keep supporting everybody else. As uh, you know, it's pure versus everybody, That's baby. Right. All yeah. right, we out. Peace. Oh, yeah. All right. That was dope.